We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at it, Chuck Show. Halfway home on a Wednesday evening with you. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps, how you catch us when you're on the go. At JMCH316, at DD Lewis for real on our social media pages. Um, Day Day said that um, Marcelo Zuna hit Will Smith again. Yeah, he caught him with the, on the shoulder this time. Oh, uh, I did not the see back the backswing on yeah, that two yard shot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, two, uh, two run shot. Okay. So that's the second time he's hit him in what? <laughs> in in three, less than three, what? Three days? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, okay. Um, good. You know, good. I mean, and he listen. looked back too, because I guess he felt the bat hit him. So he like actually, I I couldn't. It almost looked like a sarcastic look back, like yeah, I hit you, but that ball's gone. <laughs> well, know? yeah, I mean that that would probably be more like Marcelo's. I mean, <laughs> Marcelo Zuna does have a wild free swing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more of that type of discussion. But you know, again. Um, uh, he, he is a real free, wild swinger and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm sure that there are a lot of players in Major League Baseball that, because, again, the catcher's sticking his hand and, you know, arm and all. I mean, he's putting it right in there. So, again, you're getting right into that sweet spot where guys are going to flail away and yeah. probably get you hit, you know, and it's probably not unique to, you know, what, what he's doing. But, you know, it's. Yeah, they just they decided to just bring him up uh, in all of that. So I'm I would probably bet you that Will Smith has probably been hit by a hundred different guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, when when you play catcher like that, you're gonna get yourself hit for all of it. But anyway, so but he wanted to make an example of uh, wanted to make an example of uh, of Marcelo Zuna, I guess, in in this scenario. So let me ask you a question: mm-hmm. We getting toward critical mass with this whole University of Georgia situation. Look, I, I, I know college kids will be college kids, right? Right. right. I, I get that, and, and I'm with that. And, and I, I want them to be free and express themselves. And, look, I want them I, – I, I am so firmly behind NIL. I think you have to cash in while you can. I, I've always been that way. I've always said that about college athletes – you got to cash in when you can. You you can't you can't wait to turn pro and all that. You got to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. You know David Pollock was was a perfect guy in that scenario. That look again, he had all the talent in the world to be a broadcaster and all that, and he was a good looking guy, right? All that kind of stuff. But that's not everybody, right? He was able to find right. success even though 
his NFL career was completely struck short because of injury, right? Mm-hmm. So you never know what's going to happen when you start to get to the pros. So get as much as you can now when you're young like that. But at the same time, it's getting to where guys are acting like they don't care or they're sort of reckless. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing about this is that, you know, it's it, – it's, look, wouldn't you have thought that – wouldn't you have thought that the Jalen Carter situation and all that surrounded that would have woken some guys up? And maybe it did. You know, may, maybe it did wake up some guys to the realities of, hey, that could have been you. That that you could have been yeah. you you could have been Devin Willock. Mm-hmm. You you could have been that recruiting coordinator. That could have been you. So I don't blame NIL for all of this, but I will say that when you have the kind of success that Georgia has, everybody is in your corner. Like people, people gravitate. When you have fame and success and everything that comes along with it, you're going to get all kinds of elements that, that come to your corner, come to your side, good, bad, or otherwise. Like they're not all good influences, but – you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be hangers on. And mm-hmm. again, some of those people will be good. Some of those people will be bad hangers on. Maybe isn't the right word, but I'm, I'm struggling to try to find the word that I want to say with it. But it's getting to the point where every week we're seeing a different player that's on the roster getting arrested for the same kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And nobody seems, and the, that that's the part that is sort of maddening is that, it feels like nobody's learning their lesson. And I understand, again, kids are going to be kids and young adults are going to be young adults. And when you have fame and success and things like that, they're going to be like that. But it's just like we talked about with John Morant. Like at some point, just acknowledge or, or you have to have Kirby or somebody be a leader that says, look, we're going to start punishing players. We're, we're going to start severely punishing players if this trend continues. Because, again, it does – the perception, right? Right. And, and perception has – listen to when I say this. Perception has the same effect as truth. Mm-hmm. And right now the perception is nobody learned their lesson after Jalen Carter. Right. Nobody. Agreed. You know, again, players have been arrested since last fall. Some of that stuff got put under the rug. Then we had the Jalen Carter incident, right? Mm-hmm. And and now we've got the lawsuit that Devin Willick's father is filing against Carter and the University of Georgia Athletic Department. You would think that alone would get Kirby to clean his act, clean their act up, and say, "Look, okay, now now our now the athletic department, is, we got it. We got to draw a line in the sand." And again, it may just be minor speeding and a trap, but. Again, Jalen Carter had speeding ticket, right? Well, he just had a speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay, fast forward. I think that I think that was in October when he had the speeding ticket, right? Right. Okay, fast forward three months. Then what happened? Then what happened? In his soup in his yeah. souped up, you know, car and all that. And again, drag racing and okay, nobody learned their lesson. And and unfortunately, in, in that scenario. Two people lost their lives for it. Yeah. And the perception is 
when you look at it from the outside, it may not be reality in some ways, but the perception is nobody learned their lesson. Ah, you know, Kirby's got a reckless program. His program is off the – remember when they used to say, oh, Mark Richt has lost control of the Mm -hmm. program. Well, again, you know, Mark Richt didn't even have half the success that Kirby Smart has had. You know, Mark Rick was being accused of, you know, um, oh, God, who was the who was the running back, that high-caliber running back that got kicked off the team? He had a gun incident or whatever like that. I mean, again, Mark, the joke was always, well, Mark Rick's lost control of this program. Well, Mark Rick has lost control of the program. I mean, what does it say about Kirby right now? And, again, the idea of I here's what I don't – Here's here's what I don't believe is when college coaches tell me you know, or say, well, we can't be around them all the time. We don't always yeah, you can. Brother, if if you can monitor their workouts and know what's going on and have all this contact in the world, whether it's on the record, off the record, back channel, again, these coaches know everything. I I I had a guy that I worked for that his son played for George O'Leary at Central Florida. Can I tell you, George knew everything that was going on with that kid. And he had to give him and he had to give him reports every day about his workout routine. What he ate, what's his workout regimen, how many I mean, he knew everything. And that and this was during the summertime when the kid was home. Promise you, like George O'Leary would check in with them all the time. Now he ended up getting drafted by the 49ers for it, but again, they 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 always knew what was going on. So this idea that and that's and that's how many how many players are on scholarship? 83. So these coaches know, or they have they have people that that monitor these things, right? Again, the first thing that happened when that wreck happened was the fixer showed up, right? Yep. Like it wasn't wasn't Kirby, wasn't the AD, wasn't the, I don't know, the president of Georgia. No, the fixer. It's the first guy on the scene. Besides the, the players that were involved in it, the fixer showed up first on the scene. He The fixer had to get Jalen Carter back, right? We talked to Alan Judd about that. The fixer had to go in there and get Alan Judd back. Or, sorry, get the Jalen Carter back. So, again, these coaches know what's going on. I don't know that Kirby's lost control. But it definitely feels like if you're on the outside looking in, the perception is becoming that nobody is learning their lesson from the Jalen Carter situation. And maybe, and again, this is not fair, okay, but I'm telling you what perception is that, well, Kirby Smart isn't doing anything about this. He's just allowing these kids. No, he's not. I mean, he's not. In reality, he's not. But miss me with the, well, you can't monitor him all the time. Okay. Uh, again, I, I promise you they can. That That's what they have a whole fleet of grad assistants for, right? That's what they have all those guys for. Not just your coaches and assistants. They have a, a fleet of these people that, monitor things that are going on. So, again, it's 
it's the perception of what this program is becoming. And look, it's not going to take away from the football, right? I mean, they've had way too much success on the football field. And they're they're going to be the number one team in America. They're going to run the table and be undefeated in the regular season. They're going to be in the playoffs. I don't care. I don't care what they face in the SEC. They could bring back the 1979 Alabama defense and bring back the wishbone offense that they ran in 79 against, what was it, uh, in the uh, Sugar Bowl against Penn State. Like, you know, one of the two of the great defenses of all time. They could bring that team back from the dead or wherever, and it wouldn't matter. Georgia's going to be a playoff team because they're going to run the table during the regular season with Ball State and Missouri and Kentucky and all these vagabond teams and all that, and they're going to be a playoff, and they'll be the favorite in the playoff. And they may be looking, they may be stunned, staring down the barrel of having their third national title in their hands in, in you know, less than a year from now. But the perception is going to be that, you know, it's they're, they're running wild at Georgia. They're running amok at Georgia. And why can't they get their hands on this situation? Kirby's allowing this to just kind of, you know, fester on. No, no, he's not. I'm sure he's trying to do some things and, Again, at some point, I'd say it this way, but you you have to punish some kids, yeah. or you or you have to make an example out of kids, right? I mean, I mean, what's the one thing that coaches can control over anything? What's the one thing they, they can, can control? Control who's on that roster? Well, not not even just who's on that roster, but if you're on that roster, what's the other thing that coaches can control? Oh, they can control your your playing time, yeah. your money, yep. like oh, yeah. now that nil yeah. is they yeah. all that playing time. Yeah, that, that's that's always been the thing that coaches can can dictate yeah. playing time, whether it's basketball, football, whatever playing time. And if you have to punish some people to, you know, set the example of, OK, we've got to clean this thing up. And that's maybe what Kirby Smart has to do. And, and maybe that includes, you know, a star or two. Right. Because, again, and I know Jimmy Johnson had the famous quote about we don't treat everybody the same. Emmett Smith gets treated differently than the fourth string wide receiver, right? Right. Nate Newton gets treated differently than the fourth defensive end on the Cowboys. Right. But that's how it is. But maybe you've got to set some examples. But, again, the perception is becoming that things are going amok and awry and, you know, every week it's something that's coming down the pike. And, again, I say it it feels like that – it feels like nobody – has learned their lesson from the Jalen Carter situation. That, oh, well, Jalen Carter happened? Oh, okay. Well, you know, again, that was him. That that was a guy who was leaving for the NFL and blah, 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 blah. No, it wasn't. I mean, it, was, it wasn't just Jalen Carter. There were, there were multiples of people affected. Guess what? Chandler LaCroix was going to be at, at Georgia that next season, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, it's, it's the perception of what things look like for the university. It may not be reality. It may not be fair in all of this stuff, but it's the perception of what is going on. All right, coming back with That's Life, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about Tina Turner and uh, obviously the uh, the loss that we had earlier today where Tina Turner died at the age of 83 years young. So Chuck Green, Nikita Studios, Sports Radio, 1990 Game, the Odyssey.com app.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it on the John Chuckery Show. 921, live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. The Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm at JMSH316. He is at the D. Lewis uh, for real. So we brought this up at the very beginning of the show. RIP to one of the real legendary voices in music history, right? And obviously the, the career. Did you ever see the movie What's Love Got to Do with It? Yeah, with Angela Bassett. I, I and never, Lawrence I mean, I saw a little bit of the movie. Um, I mean, what I saw, Angela Bassett was just phenomenal. Yeah. Did she win? Did she win an Oscar for she that role? She might have been nominated, or at least nominated for an Oscar. I think she was yeah, nominated. She, yeah, because she, yeah, she killed that role. Yeah, and Lawrence Fishburne was. Yeah, really he was good great. Well. Yeah, he, was he was good. At, yeah. Yeah, and and look, I mean, uh, it it wasn't the prettiest of existence with right. I can Tina Turner, but I it mean, was a story that you know, I mean, she she allowed it to be told. Yeah, and she persevered through all of that. Yeah. So, um. She she's she lived for like a lot of the back end of her life in Germany. Yeah, I believe overseas. It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was somewhere. In, I think it was Germany. I think it was. I think that that she lived for a long. I mean, she's she hasn't lived in the in the states for. I think yeah, since it's the been 80s. a long time. I was yeah. gonna say. I feel like even when she came, you know, when she had the resurgence, right. I feel like she was already 
living over there then. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but I know it was right around that time. No, I, I I think you're right because I think it was I think it was the early '80s that she's been living yeah. overseas. I think in I think it was in Germany. I think somewhere, but um, but she had lived over there overseas for a long, long time, um, just probably to get away from everything in the United States. But um, but you know, again, we were talking about you know she wasn't a a young whippersnapper when she had her big you know success in this country, and I mean '85. I don't even know how old she was. I mean, at that point, but um, but obviously with Private Dancer and that just rocketed her to the moon. Um, she was in um, Beyond Thunderdome, right, with Mel Gibson. She was the what is it, the Barter Lady or whatever, yeah, um, the the Barter Queen or whatever like that. So, and of course she sang the song from the from the movie and things like that. So um, she also sang the title theme to, and and we're gonna we're getting our top ten here in just a little bit, but. Same theme song to a Golden Eye, yep. the James Bond movie, which was written by, oh gosh, it it wasn't Bono, no, maybe it was Bono, it was the it was it was I think maybe Bono and Edge. Look, wrote Golden Eye, um, I think it was Bono and Edge from U2 that wrote the song uh, for the Pierce for the first Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie that she sang the theme song to. So um, I think that I think that was Edge and Bono, was it not? Hold, please. We're getting uh, to it. Or maybe not. You, you want me to look it up, Day Day? I'll, 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 I'll get it before before the show ends. So. But anyway. So I got it here, but of course it's not me who no. wrote it. It's All you got to do is. Uh, let me see. All you got to do is just look it up on, the, uh, on Wikipedia. So the song was written by um, Bono and Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Why, why does it take you so long to find stuff? I guess because of how I'm putting stuff in. Just put, I don't just know. Just put in Wikipedia. Just just get find it on Wikipedia. I just yeah. See, I go I mean, by. Look, I just put the name, her name, in the song. I mean, I, I buy GoldenEye. See, I Tina put GoldenEye. I did that, and Wikipedia didn't even put up. But then it, when I put it, written by, then I, in Wikipedia popped all up. All you do is put GoldenEye Tina Turner in, and it says, and in the Wikipedia page, the song was written by Bono and Edge. See, I think U2. you guys do more searching over there. Well, we're 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 quick. I mean, we're not old people, <laughs> right? We're not old people like you or whatever. But anyway, not that hey, old, bro. Have you seen, have you seen the the trailer for the Flash? Yeah. Um, now we knew Michael Keaton was going to be in it, right? In yeah. the pictures of, of Batman. Yeah. But Ben Affleck is also in the movie. Yeah. And and the idea, I guess. He can change things in the past. He can time travel. So yeah, so it's based off the Flashpoint um, storyline of okay. the Flash, which is their version of kind of um, the uh, what's it called in Marvel, the uh, multiverse. Mm-hmm. So he can travel across time because of his speed. Okay. And so that's what's happening in this one. He goes back in time to try to change things, like his parents getting killed. Um, and so when he does that and goes into a different universe where he exists already in that universe it's a different batman can he can he change himself from being arrested or going to prison <laughs> stop it <laughs> yeah because i mean he's accused of some you know kind pretty, of pretty uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some not so pleasant things yeah but when i when i when i saw the trailer yeah because we knew that michael keaton was going to be batman right but i didn't know that it was that was ben affleck as well yeah as batman and it's him traveling across the multiverse yeah. to an alternate dimension where Michael Keaton is Batman again. Like, right. I, I just, 
And look, it's super cool to see Michael Keaton as Batman, yeah, right? It I mean, it was is. really cool to see yeah. all of that. And and I'm not a big, you know, Ben Affleck fan. Um, yeah, just not as Batman. Like it's just it's ridiculous. I, none of his superhero roles. Like he, no, at, uh, he did was, Daredevil. Yeah, I was just Daredevil like, was oh, dude, don't yeah. ever do this yeah. again. So. That that was, I'm telling you, that was one of the worst movies of all time. That Batman Superman movie that they yeah. did, and then they had Wonder Woman in the middle of all of that, like. That yeah, movie Justice was so. League, yeah. That movie was no, no, not well. Justice League was a whole another piece of garbage. But that Batman versus oh, Superman well, yeah, movie, yeah. where Wonder Woman shows that's up. That's right. She in did it. show. I forgot yeah. she showed up in that. That, one. that, that was her yeah. first appearance as Wonder yeah, Woman, right? And then they did her solo film, I, and, and, and yeah. I don't even know what the the thing was they fought at the end of the movie. But it was so stupid. It was so yeah. ridiculous. But again, I was. It was really cool to see Michael Keaton, but I, I didn't realize that they were going. Back in time across universes and yeah, all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a multiverse deal type yeah. deal. So, so everybody's in the multiverse now. Like, does anybody stay at home? Or? It's called. I forgot what it's called in DC. They don't call it multiverse. They call it something. Well, no, that's, that's probably called. trademarked by. Um, Marvel. Probably trademarked by Marvel. Marvel yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, though, like nobody ever stays home. Like no. Well, nobody... it's it's one of the storylines in the comics. So. Yeah, it's because they, they ran out of ideas, <laughs> right? I mean, when you start time traveling across multiverse. You've run out of ideas, right? <laughs> like that's that's the thing with like now that now the Marvel movies are all in that multiverse dimension thing. So like everything is like again, it's it, it makes for some cool appearances and stuff like that. Yeah. But the but the movies don't make sense. Some of them do. Well, Ant Man didn't. This this new Ant Man movie didn't make sense. Yeah, it did. You don't see see the problem is because you're so you're not yeah, all tuned in oh, normal? <laughs> to oh. all the Marvel movies. Yeah. You probably haven't watched enough of them to see all the tie-ins and I, stuff. Again, give me uh, give me Captain America Civil War. That's right? it. They, they, that was a great one. Five guys that line up on one, one side, five guys and girls <laughs> line up on the other, right? Got the guys and the girls, five are on one side, five are on the other, and they slug it out at the, um, what is it, the, uh, it the, Germ- the, uh, the airport German in Germany. Airport, yeah. yeah. They slug it out at the German airport. Like, that's all I need. Like, just bring them all together and let's go toe-to-toe. Or the ending of... Um, Endgame. Uh, Endgame, yeah. yeah. You know, when when Steve Rogers has got the... He's got the Thor's hammer yeah. and, you know, he signals and all of a sudden... Um, what, what's the guy that... that uh, his partner. Um, oh, uh, Falcon. The new, the new Captain America. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Falcon, Falcon guy. You know, all of a sudden these the portals open up yeah. and here comes everybody, right? Yeah. So, again... Very easy. So again, that's they didn't have to travel to multiverses and dimensions and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, all right. In honor of Tina Turner, and we'll 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 get to some music here at the top of the hour. Um, your top ten favorite Tina Turner songs. Day Day, the floor is yours. All right, shake it like a tail feather. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because you you know, for me, a lot of her songs, I I didn't you know I wasn't on Tina Turner till to your point. Like when she had that resurgence in the eighties, I was was I I think I was middle school. Maybe, you know what I mean? So, like, prior to that, it was just whatever my dad and uncles and everybody listened to. Right. So, um, of course, though, What's Love Got to Do With It? Uh, You mentioned the theme song for uh, Under the Thunderdome. That was We Don't Need Another Hero. Right, right. Uh, Proud Mary. Mm -hmm. Rolling on the River. Uh, I do have Golden Eye, the theme song. That I was uh, yep. Pierce Bronson's. Wasn't that his first yes, one? Yes, that, that was his debut yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, she did a duet. I, I was a David Bowie fan. She did a duet with David Bowie tonight. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yes. Yep. Nutbush City Limits and then uh, A Fool in Love. All right. I, um, I've got Typical Male 
Okay. Um, we don't need another hero. Mm-hmm. Um, what's love got to do with it? Obviously, Proud yeah. Mary. Um, River Deep, Mountain High. That's another great okay. Tina yeah. Turner, Ike Turner yeah. song. Um, I've got Golden Eye as well. Um, Private Dancer. I, I do like that song. My favorite song of all time from Tina Turner mm-hmm. is Better Be Good to Me. Okay. Um, that's that's my favorite song of hers of all time. Okay. And then two other wild cards. Um, the song that she did with Brian Adams. I love yeah, that song. Yeah, it's yeah. Only Love. Uh, only, yes. Yes. And that yeah, was on yeah, yeah. That was, that was good, on Brian yeah. Adams' album. Yes. That was on his album. But I love that song. Yeah. I, I, I love the guitar and, mm-hmm. and all that uh, in that. And then have you ever heard her version of Ball of Confusion? Uh, I don't know. By the Temptations? I don't think so. Great version. Like okay. it's it's a it's a it's it's a really good version of of that song. Okay. So yeah, that um oh gosh, that was in the eighties too when she did that. That was that was pre What's Love Got to Do with It, but okay. it was in the early eighties that she did the cover of Ball of Confusion. Yeah, I did read about that because that's she was she was going back and forth with labels at that time. Yes, yes. Like she was trying to she nail wasn't, down. They a, couldn't get a yeah. She right. couldn't get an album deal. Right, right. So yeah, ball. Her her version of Ball of Confusion is a really good record. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that was if, if eighty five. That probably was very early eighties, eighty one, eighty two, or yeah. something like that. So anyway, all right. Hit us up with uh, any thoughts you have about our top ten list as well. When we get back, Jake Fisher joined us earlier in the show talking some. Hawks and some NBA with the lead NBA writer for, or senior NBA writer for Yahoo Sports. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 9 the game, the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is a John Chuckery Show live on this Wednesday evening with you. Is Well, we thought we maybe uh, would have the NBA Finals uh, set uh, here. We got one team in, but uh, the Celtics did win last night over the Miami Heat to extend that series a little bit longer. So we'll uh, see what happens. But we head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. We talked to senior NBA reporter from Yahoo Sports, Jake Fisher. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Jake L. Fisher. Jake, appreciate the time. Thanks for a few minutes here in Atlanta. You got it. How are things your way? Well, we are good. Um, let's talk about this franchise first and foremost with the Atlanta Hawks. How busy of an offseason do you expect the Hawks to have? I mean, look, this has been a couple of years of kind of in the muck and the mire, and we do have some good pieces, but Something is just not working. I don't know if it's just all coaching, but something is not working here in Atlanta. How busy and active do you think they'll be? Well, I'll say this. We've been expecting John Collins to get moved for, it seems like, three years now. And every cycle, the trade deadline, the draft, it's been, you know, communicated to myself and reporters elsewhere and to rival teams that he's going to get moved and he hasn't. So I'm never going to count my – my Hawks chickens until they hatch. But I will say that there's definitely a sense around the league and an expectation even that the Hawks will be active and and on the phones and curious to explore various opportunities. I mean, they've got new leadership in tow now with Landry Fields. Really, it seems like he's got the, the lead, you know, front office chair 
kind of, you know, on stable footing now, and they're, they're flushed out a front office with some additions, and Quinn Snyder's been able to get his footing. So that 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 group, that nucleus, they part of those guys. Landry's been around for a while, but they didn't put together this team exactly like this with that leadership structure in place. So just naturally speaking, I think we'll definitely hear Atlanta um, mentioned in a lot of early trade chatter, just a matter of what deals they'll actually be able to get done. Do you think that they got the right guy for head coach, given the dearth of championship caliber coaches that, you know, came up on the marketplace now where teams are just not willing to give some of their, you know, coaches a chance to get some things right. Do you think they got the right guy here in Atlanta at head coach? I think so. And I'll say further that I've even asked the question to Quinn Snyder's, you know, associates and friends of his and people who work with him. If maybe Quinn might have taken the job too soon with the quality of other jobs that are open. And actually, I got pushback on that from people saying, you know, he was dead set on waiting out the whole year and he had a whole European vacation plan that he cut short to come take this job. Um, he's got ties to the Atlanta area. Um, I think the opportunity to work with someone like Trey Young, to work with a new young executive in Landry Fields and build something kind of from like the ground floor up. They're not like a rebuild by any stretch, but um, they've got an opportunity here for Landry and Quinn basically starting in their respective, you know, leading voices um, pretty much along the same timeline uh, to kind of shape this thing and their image together. I don't know if Quinn would have had um, a more attractive situation than that one. So, I mean, the quality of coach he is and the fact he would have been very much at the top of a lot of these other teams' lists, I think it even further adds to the reasoning why Atlanta wanted to do this too because he was the top guy on their list and they made sure they went out and got him uh, before what they expected to be a crowded marketplace in the coaching uh, landscape. And I think it's even more crowded than the Hawks were anticipating at the time being. Senior NBA reporter for Yahoo Sports, Jake Fisher, joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. And with that, you know, everybody we've talked to, I've talked to the beat reporter for the Jazz. I've talked to the play-by-play voice of the Jazz. I mean, obviously we've had lots of NBA reporters on. I'll get your thoughts about this as well. Do you think that Quinn Snyder is going to have a real hand in player personnel and the way that this roster shapes up? So I don't think that he has the proverbial final say that gets rumored about. I mean, to be honest, I don't know, and I don't think we'll really know until this offseason gets underway because in battle at, at trade deadlines and the draft war room, ultimately whoever has final say is whoever fully believes and trusts and, and takes their word most into account when, like, the clock is ticking. So I think all that's really to be determined. I don't think it necessarily matters that much because I do think that Landry Fields has a ton of support. They've built a big front office that um, has a lot of guys that are close with him and seems like it's a really close-knit group that's all kind of moving in the same direction. So I think Quinn's, I think Quinn's a part of that. I think, you know, he has a big, strong uh, connection to Kyle Korver, and that connectivity, I think, will be very key in, uh, you know, just having that relationship between the front office and the coach. I, I don't think – I think Quinn has a bit of an outsized reputation – that might be a little unfair. Someone who wants to like come in, swing in his elbows and pound on the table to demand certain things. I think he just wants his impression to be felt and to, and his voice to be heard. 
And I have no doubt that's the situation in Atlanta right now. Let's bounce around the league uh, a little bit, Jake. Um, obviously, LeBron James and, uh, you know, the Lakers, we'll see what happens there, if he's going to retire, if he's going to play for another year. I mean, when do you think is going to be the thing that LeBron, when, when he does hang it up? Is it bottoming out as a team? Is it his skill set is just not there anymore? Like, what, what do you look at when you see LeBron and, and decide about when it's going to be the, the end for him? I think the goal of his, of playing with his son, that's been pretty repeated to me as his number one objective. Um, sure, competing for a championship as well, but I think that's what he really wants to do. So, I mean, at a minimum, he's going to have to play out this contract, um, reach next season, um, this extension that kicks in this year um, for the 23-24 year and then the 25 year that pays him basically $100 million over two seasons so i understand he's probably exhausted and he's 38 he's been nursing a foot injury that's really doesn't sound like it's been comfortable to play on and he's probably facing a a, a long summer of off-season rehab um i understand why he finally kind of let the dam break and say that he's been thinking about retirement but i i really am not expecting it to be something until that 24-25 24-25 season, two years from now, the second year of this contract after that to kick in, when he has the chance to either play with his son, Bronny, who's going to be spending next year as a freshman at USC, or at least play in the league at the same time as him. Jake Fisher, senior reporter for uh, Yahoo Sports, covering the NBA, joining me here on the com hotline. One team I'm very fascinated about is the Philadelphia 76ers, and of course, you know, they they are in the Eastern Conference here, and obviously, you know, look, the, the the Hawks have had their battles with them over the years. But you look at Embiid, and and he's the MVP of the league, right? And he's been a tremendous player over the last few years. Harden kind of is just, you know, the the mystery X factor. They've tried different lineups. They've had all kinds of different personnel that they've been able to bring in. They thought they had the right coach and Doc Rivers and all this, that, and the other. Where is that franchise? Like, what? Like, where are they at now? as far as what they're going to do, because nothing that they have tried has really advanced them even as far as a lot of other franchises. It just doesn't seem that there's something that has worked in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, the direction's really going to depend a lot on two things this summer. One, who the next head coach is going to be after they fire Doc Rivers, because I do think there's a big chance that um, Mike D'Antoni is the ultimate outcome there who obviously coached James Harden to an MVP level in Houston and has strong connections from that time with Daryl Morey, who's now the president in Philadelphia. And then what does James Harden do? Does he go back to Houston, has been long rumored? Uh, Does he stick in Philadelphia? I'm starting to believe he does stick in Philadelphia. Um, So does that ultimately all impact Joel Embiid and his desire to stick around in Philadelphia as well? So... Those are the two things. I think we'll know a lot about their direction based off of the coaching decision being that Mike D'Antoni would bring uh, clear offensive pick-and-roll heavy spread the floor style, um, which hasn't exactly been Joel Embiid's favorite way to play. And it'd be a different look than what they're doing now, feeding him the ball at the high post, feeding it to him at the low post, um, versus you know a defensive coach like Frank Vogel or – Someone like Nick Nurse, who's got a loud voice and a strong personality, who you know kind of wore out his welcome with a lot of players in Toronto. So 
I think all those things will be very important in shaping the direction of this team. So one of the other big decisions is going to be, and this ties into a guy you know, from the Atlanta area, is what's going to be the status of Jalen Brown. Do you think that the Celtics are ready to break off that $290 million Supermax extension that he is uh, going to end up being due, or do you think that they are going to eventually part ways with Jalen Brown? The way he's played in these Eastern Conference finals, I don't think any team would be super uh, excited without any doubt in their mind about paying him that $300 million, you know, roughly contract. So we'll see. I, I, it's it's still very early. I mean, the series is still obviously ongoing. A lot can be uh, determined here if, 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 you know, the Celtics turn things around and Jalen Brown's like the key of it and he gets back to how he was playing against the Sixers. And I mean, a lot could change, but right now being kind of a no show in this series, um, I, I do wonder. I mean, teams like Portland and, and Atlanta, I think, would be looming because that's not to say that teams aren't interested in him. I, a lot of teams would be interested in Jalen Brown. I just don't think a lot of teams are necessarily itching to pay him, you know, 290 or whatever his the final numbers of his max extension can get now that he made an All NBA team. So we'll see. I, I, I think it's. I think we'll definitely be hearing his name this summer, though, no matter what about Boston's appetite. Because those, I mean, those rival teams are going to be calling. If those teams are calling, it's going to get out in today's world. I'll hear about it. Other reporters will hear about it, and we'll be talking about it. So I do expect to hear his name. I just don't know at this point. I think it's too early to handicap whether or not he has a chance of getting moved. Last question for you, Jake. Um, you know, obviously, Denver and Joker, uh, Joker's been arguably one of the better players, you know, probably top four or five players in the entirety of the NBA multiple-time MVP, but what has been the difference? Why why have they finally kind of broken through that glass ceiling where, you know, again, for years they were kind of, okay, a really good regular season franchise, couldn't get it done in the playoffs. What's been the difference about Denver now getting to the NBA Finals? I mean, Jokic is Jokic. Jamal Murray, people forget, was at the top of his game at this level in 2020 before he tore his ACL. They traded for Aaron Gordon at the 2021 trade deadline, and we're looking like a juggernaut then. They were 8-0 before Murray tore his ACL and was out basically for the last two playoffs. Um, another key move was the contagious Caldwell Pope trade this summer when they sent Monty Morris and Will Barton to Washington for him. He's been a perfect piece. And Bruce Brown might be the best sixth man in the league coming off the bench, a huge free agent signing for them. So, I mean, I think – the Nuggets just have such a deep, cohesive unit from Jokic and Murray to you throw Michael Porter Jr. in there, Aaron Gordon, KCP, Bruce Brown. That might be the best top six in the NBA, and they've been the best team in the Western Conference all year long. I'm not surprised they're back at the Western Conference you know, championship level, obviously advanced past that now. Cause that's where they were when they were at full strength last, and I think they're even better than they were when they lost to the Lakers in the 2020 Western Conference Final. He is the senior NBA reporter for Yahoo Sports. Jake Fisher, join me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Jake L. Fisher. Jake, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes uh, in Atlanta. We look forward to talking to you again soon. You got it. Take care. You got it. John Chuck, we will be back. Sports Radio 92 on the game and the Odyssey.com app.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.